This is the Lead Gen Marketing Chronicles, and I'm your host, Antoine Flair. Through regular interviews, we will explore how marketing building blocks impact the generation of more and better qualified leads. We're joined today by Alex Ranjevic to discuss how early-stage startups can or should use marketing to start generating leads. Alex is a marketing consultant who helps B2B brands scale through growth marketing frameworks and tactics. His focus lies within paid advertising, content strategy, and automation. Hi, Alex. We often hear early-stage startups say that they want to focus on their product and sales, and that basically will see for marketing later. What do you think of this? I think it makes sense, because what I experience a lot is that the companies come to me, they just have finished some version of their product, and they put up a website, and they, they want to start marketing it right away. And they basically don't have any customers, they don't have any experience with, with talking to a, a live, real customer yet. So the, the problem is that if you start doing marketing right away without having case studies, testimonials, and reviews, and, and all that stuff that builds authority and credibility, it's going to be really hard to convert people because they don't know you, they don't know your brand, or they don't know, they don't know you, your product yet. So actually, I think you should focus on your product. The product is always the most important thing and have people out there actually talking to clients and, and do the, the real hard sales work and like chase the customers up and try to to make those sales and try to get clients that you know will benefit your your company uh, when you start doing digital marketing so you maybe you are asking more a little bit more prestigious brands or whatever that you put in the extra effort to get because you know they will help you if you get them so you start there and then once you have that, that foundation with maybe a couple of clients or customers that you can build something upon and it's a lot easier to start doing marketing because you have case studies and you have testimonials and you have these things that you need and this is especially for b2b we understand that marketing be based on the experience of with the customers how would you advise these sales to capture the information that they will need to build the marketing in a later stage i think the most important part which is also the hardest and the part that most companies don't want to put in a lot of work is to talk to the people and the clients and their potential clients and really get to know them and understand the real issue they're having i mean it sounds cliche and in the end it's it's their words and how they communicate about their issue or problem that they have that is going to help you later on because this will be the foundation for your copy and your messaging and how you angle your sales pitch and your unique selling point it should all be based on the the customer's own words basically because that will help you a lot instead of just guessing or pushing out the features but it's hard because if you start say you have a SaaS solution and you don't have any clients yet and you don't know how to talk to the clients it's kind of a dead end but that's where the hustle comes in that every founder and startup founder needs to do you need to go out there and try to chase people up use LinkedIn and start conversations and ask people 
what their problems is and start that legwork. At what time do you rationalize, structurize these added value or uniqueness? In, into digital marketing yeah. efforts. Yeah, but maybe when you have a clear picture of who your audience is, what their problem is, you have maybe created a persona, you know how to talk to them, you know to some degree where they hang out on the internet, which social media platforms they use, where do they get information, who do they listen to. When, when you have a broad picture of who you're talking to, that's when you start to experiment and take what you have and start putting out ads. And that's the way I do it because it's the fastest way to experiment towards different audiences and with different creative uh, copy and, and images to see what, what works. I work mainly with companies that are way older or mature than the companies you work with. Mm-hmm. And we switch from experimentation to optimization, which is a more structured approach of making things better. Mm. When you run these experimentations, do you do this with a structure in mind or is just free experimentation? Everything comes back to what you spend and the cost of traffic or a conversion. And that's the limitation of the experiment. But you are looking at certain things initially. Say, for instance, if you're doing ads, I usually start with doing a set of different pictures or images. That's the first line where you see what is working or not. And you say, okay, these two pictures works better than these other ones. Let's, let's continue with these two. And then you go into testing the copy, for instance. And then after after you tested the copy, you know that, okay, this, this image and this copy works well towards this audience. Let's try a different CTA. So you work through um, the different stages. And you always need to be sure that you can locate is it the image or is it the copy? So you don't run five different images and five different copies. You have 25 variations of that and you have a small budget and it's never going to finish because you need so much data in order to statistically prove that one of these 25 is working. When you have a new company, a new product, you're testing also the market. Mm. So there's a risk of if you target too wide to spread out the little budget that you have for media spending, do you advise companies to focus, at least on the marketing part, on a particular target audience and try to get everything they can from this audience or to spread quite wide? Either you you get your hands dirty and do all the research and try to get your audience beforehand, then at least it's going to go better than if you, you don't have a clue. And it's going to take a lot more money and time to, to get this information because eventually if you pay for this uh, over time you will start to see patterns showing up that you can build an idea of who your audience is uh, after a while and you can exclude some stuff maybe you know that you, can, you shouldn't invest money in snapchat and instagram because your audience is on linkedin you don't need to try all these things because you did your research before Marketing is very often seen as, at worst, a cost structure, at best, a support function. I think it's the oil in the engine, and it's a fantastic accelerator of business. What type of marketing tools, what type of channel do you advise young startups to use at first to have an immediate return on investment? It's hard. Every company wants some return on their investment as fast as possible. They want to go for the hard sales as fast as possible, obviously. But the competition, it's so fierce today, especially in, like in the SaaS 
industry or the, the barriers to entry are so low everybody can set up a website and create some little tool and start competing with the other guys it's hard to just jump on the final hard conversions you need to start with what you can get that is reasonable at the level you are a lot of companies don't invest in but they should initially is really proper tracking of everything that is happening because usually they don't know what is going on. They don't know where the traffic comes from. They don't know how to get traffic. And if they get tra- traffic, they don't know how to uh, capitalize on it and use it later on. And tracking is usually such a thing that is false between the shares. A developer is usually not that into tracking marketing events and activities. And a, a traditional marketer is, is not that technical. So it's something that usually is a problem to find someone that can do it and somebody who knows how to set it up. So it is super crucial, especially if you start doing ads and paid search early on. You need to get that feedback to the advertising engines for them to optimize because it's all automated nowadays, the algorithms. That leads me to a question. We know the the latest states of digital marketing. It's a pretty scary world and an extremely technical world. I'm a young company. I understand that you said that we should start by tracking. Who do I hire to make the most out of this? If I hire someone who is hyper-specialized in tracking, that means that he or she might not be as good in optimizing a campaign on LinkedIn, therefore uh, lowering my ROI. What's the ideal profile of a first marketing resource? You need somebody interested in marketing, but it also knows the technical stuff. You even There's also some parts where you, you need to develop to write some pieces of scripts and, and code, or at least understand what it does and be able to change it. But I, I would say someone who works with paid advertisement or SEO to some degree, technical, yeah. should know how to set up conversion events and, and track them. But it's always like every company has their own setup and their own web framework that they use. So nowadays, I recommend everybody that I work with to install HubSpot because it, it takes care of much of that stuff uh, for them out of the box back to, to your initial question somebody that can set this up so you know if the campaigns you're running if they're working or not because otherwise you're in the blind uh, so that's the first thing the second person you should have is a really good copyright because in b2b copy is everything your content is gonna be 90% of your marketing it's a bit underrated but a copywriter is the center of our communication basically that knows your audience that's golden i advise my company to start by organic so non-paid content view how the content is appreciated retweeted or reshared by their readers and after that to push these content and to start paid ads through this mm. mode is it something that you advise your clients to or is it a different thing? if you have somebody that has a network say on linkedin or twitter where they can publish content and see how people react to it it's really good way of measuring if people think it's interesting or not but it, it requires a lot of the company usually the, the startup founders maybe have a network that is not their audience and they start pushing out this content for their new product and it's not and, and you need to restructure your network for that specific product uh, but if you have that it will help you a lot and you can get a lot of information back but i think it is the, the difficulty level of that is a lot higher than just running some ads But don't you think that it it's it is more difficult but it's the impact is far greater 
if you write good content and become a thought leader, recognized thought leader? For sure. It's like the impact of LinkedIn, uh, for instance, doing that is great. But it also requires usually the founder or a senior person of, of the company doing this. It's hard to hire a newly graduate start publishing stuff on LinkedIn. But if you can do it, it's a really good compliment or single channel for generating leads. They just publish good content on LinkedIn and then have a funnel already. Content that could be video, uh, copy, or yeah, podcast. anything. Do you have in mind an example of a company who's done it right from the start? The example I prepared is a company that I worked with. This is a startup and they invested heavily initially on SEO because they knew that this field we're in is super competitive. And we saw initially that the paid ads are too expensive because you can't compete with these big guys. It's a social media management platform from Falcon IO. And I was working in the marketing team there and we were doing SEO technically. And then we had eight people hired full-time to write content. And this was when the company was still quite unknown and quite small, but they invested heavily in this. And now this company sold for 1 billion kroner. The lesson to learn here is that if you start early with SEO and really focus on that, it's going to pay off. What startups usually want is sign-ups and they need customers ASAP in order to meet their goals and manage their runway. So it's a balance. But if you can focus and put up a good SEO strategy early, it's really worth investing on. This company main audience is social media managers and marketing managers, CMOs. And on, yeah. on Google, the, the position one keyword is Facebook post size dimensions 2020 or LinkedIn post dimensions. You know, this yeah. kind of stuff that everybody is searching for all the time because we, we don't have it in our heads. You need to look it up every time you put out an ad. And they secure those different dimensions. And that's exactly who their audience is. They're driving so much traffic that is exactly the right traffic just by capitalizing on these kind of phrases. So, so what you say is that you need to understand the challenges of your audience that might not be completely linked to the solution that you bring? Yeah, that's usually because the people searching for social media management tool is going to be far less and far more expensive than Facebook image dimensions or cover dimensions. You are different stages of the funnel. Maybe those searching for a specific solution is, is further down the funnel, but they're also a lot fewer and a lot more expensive. These keywords are top of funnel awareness keywords, but you get them into your site and then you can start working on them. And today you need to start there because it gets too expensive otherwise. And that's why it's so important, I think, work on your lead to have this entry point of maturity level. Let's say that you have a new client and this new client has a little budget. What's the first thing that they should be putting in place? They should start writing good content if they don't have it already and take a piece of content and make it into a downloadable asset of some kind. This is usually what I start with, but it's also because what is, that's my focus. A SEO person might say something else, but content that draws them in, like top of the funnel content, awareness kind of content that is not salesy. It's just something that brings value. And then when they land on your site you need to have something that can engage them further you need to give them something more and this is usually where you start your lead magnet work then you start to direct traffic to this blog post they read the blog post and then they can get this piece of content that you're advertising for in your blog post when i start working with the new clients normally what i find is a pretty shiny website but a website that advertises the product 
the feature. It's often very mm. technical. And after all, you can understand this because the product is the best in the world. The work that I'm doing with them is to shift to being empathic to the clients and to mm. the leads and underlining the problems. At first, do you advise your startup to focus on product or should you right away go to acknowledging the challenges of your audience? First of all, I think it depends on your product. In some cases, it makes sense to showcase your features and it's very product-centric. In some cases, you need to talk about the more soft values that you get and so forth. But I saw a video of Simon Sinek a while ago and he talked about like when you have a new product, you're targeting early adopters for something. It's usually people that, that jumps on something that is entirely new, early adopters, not the laggard. And the early adopters, they base their decisions on emotions. They're not logical in the state jump on something because it feels right to them. If you follow that logic, you should get these early adopters first, and then these other people can follow. And in order to get the early adopters, you need to convince them on a different level than just that and function. Sinek also mentioning these three concentric circles of the why, the how, mm -hmm. and the what, and says that Dell is unable to do phones because their entry point is the what, mm -hmm. it's their product, it's their strong computers. Whether Apple starts from the why, which is we're changing the world, the how is by simple UI and beautiful products, and here are all our products. We have computers, we have phones, we have watches. In that case, if you're aiming to be Apple, should you, from the start, present you as a world changer or a great product manufacturer with all what you were mentioning about the early adopter needs to feel mm. good but the product is still the center it also depends on the competition if you're first out you don't have any competition and you usually just need to talk about your product because it's so innovative but if you're going into a field where there's a lot of competition yeah, then you need to you find different ways to differentiate yourself in the, all this noise so then you need to push something really more creative out there and uh, distinguish yourself if you're targeting investors mm -hmm. are investors looking for specific ways of you doing marketing or do they focus on business only? they should look at how you're doing marketing today because depending on what your product is and who you're selling to if your channel is digital then digital marketing obviously plays a big part and if you don't have the right people within your team and the right resources to get your product out there in a cost-efficient way then that's a problem for an investor today it's not enough to build a great product because there are so many great products out there competing you need to be able to smartly get it out there i think it's, it's a very important factor that you have the right resources in your marketing team what is the kpi that these young startups should follow many startups want to go for the macro conversions like meeting book and a demo book what i need to do then is try to convince them to focus on breaking that down into smaller easier conversions aka micro conversions that is maybe a time spent on the site or how many people that visited a few of your product pages and then you create that kind of behaviors and create conversion goals out of them and start there because if you have nothing you can't go directly for the hardest kind of conversion. On an average, how much of resources do you advise your clients to get? A startup usually needs somebody that doesn't connect audience, strategy, and content in a proper way. It has to be inside a company. It's hard to buy that kind of competence. Thanks, Alex. Thanks to yourself. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get the latest episodes. 
In the meantime, you can log on to leadnostic.com if you have any questions or would like to suggest a theme or speakers. Thank you and talk to you soon.